there's times when it's good to be hard and with beards, hairy chest, big muscles, being stoic, being brave. Being- hey, welcome to another episode of Non Time by Podcast. You know what I'm saying? If you're new to the channel, welcome with the name. I'm trying to force y'all to talk country. Basically, I'm trying to get y'all to talk country, whether you realize it or not. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> We're doing a reaction video on trans men versus conservative men conversation. You know, if you missed the last episode where I talked about trans women versus conservative women, you know, tune into that if you missed it. Basically, you know, I circle back, circle around, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to dig into this conversation, share some dialogue of my perspective from a trans guy perspective. I've never watched this before, so we're going to get right into it. Masculinity is disappearing in America. If masculinity is disappearing. I think that it's a concerted effort to emasculate men. Um, I think that some people feel threatened by masculinity and, and the, uh, the typical way that men carry themselves, um, leading families and different things like that. So I think that there's an effort to mitigate uh, strong men in America. There's a few different ways to think about masculinity, but just looking at kind of the definition of the term 50 years ago, you had you know, people like John Wayne, you had Martin Luther King, you had Sean Connery. You know, you think of like masculine features as in beards, hairy chest, big muscles, being stoic, being brave, being rugged big hairy chest and I, 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna be that person I'm not being a provider today you have you know people like Harry Styles and, and Timothy Chalamet you have people that are completely contrary to what we were looking at back then and those values and of those masculine characteristics are, are completely devalued I do believe that masculinity is going downhill especially if you look at like um, the testosterone levels now the testosterone levels for guys is going down um, compared to generations before us. So yeah, I uh, agree. Hi, I'm Gilbert, I'm 24 years old and I'm a conservative man. With my beliefs and having a trans man as my friend, we don't really talk about politics, someone being tra- Harry Styles, you know, dressing in a dress. That's something fairly new seeing in modern times, but them motherfuckers been wearing dresses. <laughs> Let's just keep it real, they've been wearing like little skirts and. Even in some other cultures, they wear something similar to gowns. It's demasculine in a masculine look, but there's looks to where they wear flowy outfits, one-piece outfits and stuff like that. As far as testosterone levels going down, there's foods that increase testosterone. There's foods that decrease testosterone up estrogen levels. I looked into that when I thought of ways to naturally transition um, that's only so far it'll get. There are foods that are injected with estrogen and hormones and different things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's see where this goes. And it doesn't make me like them any less of a person. As far as pronouns, um, when referring to my friend, I don't really use the pronouns that my friend would want. I just say my friend or I say their name uh, just because I feel like I'm giving into the narrative that men can be women and women can be Men, if I use the pronouns that they want. I couldn't look past that at a certain point. Like, it's been eight years. Today, like, this year makes my eighth year of transitioning. So, like, at this point, if you're not realizing that if you are to call me she or something and we in public ordering food and you say, 
she blah 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 that's embarrassing and not only that you can put people in harm's way like some people don't fuck with that and so once they get a glimpse of oh wait that's a she oh you know what i'm saying people crazy like people apply anything and so if you really fuck with me and care for me you're not gonna be talking to other people saying she and blah 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 like that shit can get real dangerous real quick depending on where you at like if i'm sure if you not in the hood or whatever it's like whatever you know what i'm saying but shit like that in the hood will get you caught up for real just look into kai peterson's story you know what i'm saying like just just look into it that's all i'm gonna say kai peterson is a trans guy look into it and see why shit like that could really fuck with a person life I do see that masculinity is under attack completely, but my definition of masculinity, like you said, has a lot to do with the traits that are associated with it. As a gay man, I, I mean, I, I, of all of us, you know, I mean, I'm not the most masculine. So conservative gay men, interesting to see. Man, but I do think that the good aspects of masculinity are definitely under attack, but I don't think that it's disappearing. It's just being channeled in different ways. It depends on how you look at it, it because a lot of the traits sure. can also be embodied in women and, and femininity. So when we look at masculinity, I think that that we have to also look at what is the actual definition of femininity and masculinity. And if we're, if we're defining masculinity by being stoic or muscles or body parts, then um, mm -hmm. is it really masculinity? A lot of times when you guys talk about masculinity, you associate it with men being manly, but I think more women are embracing their masculinity. Masculinity is still there. I mean, just other genders are using it. Being courageous, being powerful, more women are standing in their power, which is again associated with masculine, but it's not specific to just men. Women are no longer submissive, they're dominant. Women don't need men, and I think that most of America is realizing that anyone can be powerful on their own. I believe that the masculine traits are inherently in men and men have to take a position. You made a really good point by saying women are now becoming more masculine. They feel as if they don't need men, which I think is the problem here. Um, I, we've been designed by God, in my opinion, is that men are to lead, men are to be strong, men are to be brave. Men have to take their rightful position. The way our country has been um, structured to this point have been because of strong men who have taken a stand, who have fought wars. Now I feel like it's getting so lopsided that our families are degrading. People don't know where they're at in this country. Now in 2000. Like I said, guys, in the last uh, reaction video, masculinity and femininity is usually the eye of the beholder type of thing. Like, everybody is going to answer it differently what masculinity is, right? A lot of my masculinity is revolved around how I dress, how I present, how I act. There's a, a thin line between them using masculinity as a reason why some people may dominate people. Men have been the say-so on how society is going to be formed women always come into second it might be a little bit of climbing into power but you can't deny that this is a patriarchal society why because freemasons have founded this country aka knights of templars george washington was a freemason benjamin franklin was a freemason a lot of the presidents are related such 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 like they even make it be known that women cannot be a mason. Uh, they say that uh, no woman can be a mason. And that is because she does not have what they call the generating principle of life, the male organ. Yes, this country is built off of a patriarchal society. It's like a never-ending cycle of keeping men in power. Um, women need to stay in their place. 
You know what I'm saying? Anything going outside of this status quo is unwelcome. When you really know, like, what this country is founded on and the type of people, I'm sure he would he would change his frame of mind of this country. Masculinity is being redefined. And I think what happens is people get upset when things start to change. No, I think that nobody ever wants to take that away from men. I think that what we want to do in the world now is start to understand what is masculinity. And it's always been really associated with this very machismo space. And now there's different kinds of men in the world. There's not just biological men. There's also trans men or people who, def- who want to be masculine. So th- I think what's happening now is people are pushing against change because change is scary. And people People don't understand and so I think men biological men feel under attack when I think that's not what's happening here the point that you made is 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 100% correct there are different phases and people are experiencing in different ways the feminist movement is I think they are attacking masculinity within men I, I don't want a man to open the door for me I don't need a man <laughs> I can do all these they don't want men to hold the door for them that's so funny I've never heard a woman say that like ever in life i can't stand for a man to hold the door for me because i'm a feminist and <laughs> i've never heard that i've been friends with lesbians i've never heard that What's causing that's problem. funny what part of the feminist group feels like it's attacking because i know that most feminism is like wanting equal pay or well right. you just said that women not needing men is somehow empowering you know having a man is somehow less empowering or being an individual is somehow but less that's empowering. how women feel right. women actually are saying that because that's how they feel it's but as that's if, not how every woman feels but that, no one's saying every woman they're only the women, women speak for themselves so right. if, all of you are going to have different opinions as biological men absolutely women all have different opinions oh you see a very specific group of women but, saying this. let me just you just you did just say that's how women feel. So are you speaking on behalf of all no, women? No, no, I, no, I'm not. Let me take that back. So, the women who are saying that feel that way. Why do you feel that women in general... You know, like dude said, it's like about equal pay, getting rid of sexism in certain spaces and and in higher places and, and work and, you know, day-to-day life. You know what I'm saying? Women in general feel disempowered. Do no, you... I don't think in general. No, no, no. That's a generalized statement. I can't, you can't say that. I said well, the women, one, no, I did not. I said the women who say that. You associated somehow, n- women are now embracing masculinity, which means they are now more empowered because they don't need they don't a man. Need a man. Or right. women, women, men feel empowered when women need But them. I don't think that in, women's empowerment comes from having a man or not having a man. So why is it all associated <laughs> that uh, you know, a woman's now empowered because she doesn't need a man. A, a woman has always been empowered. Women have never been, but they've never felt that's that. That's not true. I mean, wait, 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 wait. I, I'm gonna say the elephant in the room now. I'm gonna say the elephant in the room. This goes to show you how cisgender gay men are still cisgender men. They they still fall short on things when it comes to AFAB people because they're still a cisgender man and still conditioned. As cisgender men. We go back to the 1920s if you're going to do that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about society right now. Right now, you actually think women are empowered right now? Absolutely, women are empowered. Who's the vice president? And how long did it take for her to become a vice president? Right. (laughs) Like I said, the women is always going to come next to the men. Like, is, is... you know, in some countries, there are women that are in positions of power now. Um, you know, it does happen 
more often than it used to, like the 20s and blah, 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 blah. But like, look at fast forward to now, almost a thousand years later. <laughs> a thousand. A thousand years later. There's been women in power, African queens, Queen Makeda of Ethiopia. You got Nefertiti. You got Amina of Zaria, which is funny because Zaria is my dead name. I don't give a fuck about sharing that. One way or another, it'll come out. But <laughs> yeah, you got a woman from the Ashanti Empire, got Empress Zuditu from Ethiopia that was ruling in 1800s or early 1900s. You know, even she wasn't favored due to being a woman. What's the fear around that? There's been certain societies where it's been exclusively women and exclusively men and people have had their own spaces. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? As long as they don't feel like people are inferior to them that don't think like us or feel like us or or bow down up. And that's what sexist societies are kind of built off of, like femicide, favoring male children. And there has been more societies built like that than vice versa. So there's a fear of women being empowered. There is a right and wrong way to be a man. <laughs> I think that when I originally heard the question being asked, I didn't agree with it. Interesting. The white gay man and the black man both go sit there. But okay. Men are not abusive individuals. Right. Men are not to be cowards. Right. Men are to lead their families. And men who do not display that, I don't believe that they are men, in my opinion. And all of the qualities that I see in my father is what I believe a man should be. All of those characteristics are what make a man. And when I see a man be a coward in the truth, in, in, in just speaking the truth or um, sticking up for what's right, especially today in America with everything going on, I'm like, those are not men. My name is Clarkson. I'm 24 years old and I'm a conservative man. My biggest question for the other side really is are you happy? Anybody that wants to fundamentally change society and change gender roles, to me that, that's not happiness. And if, if we want to fight for acceptance, we need to start with acceptance, which is accepting society for what it is. Changing gender roles. Ooh wee. A gay man's hands not trying to change gender roles. Based off of societal gender roles, you're going outside of that box. You are violating your gender role. Traditional roles in America are marriage is recognized by a man and a woman. If you are together, you need to get married. You need to have children. He's going outside of those gender roles as a gay man. At the end of the day, we're all men and I don't believe there's any, any wrong way to be a man. We're just redefining what it means to be a man. But there are things that naturally come to men. So when you say we're just redefining what being a man is, you have to understand you're redefining a fabric in society that has kept the human race and got it to where it is today. So just like aimlessly throwing out, oh, well, we're just redefining what it is to be a man. That's not just like a light subject that we should be talking about. What, but why do you there think it's to stay the same? I'm yeah. Why do we need to have the same thing for hundreds and hundreds of years? Do you not see the state It's not the of, same thing. It's just, just it's said. keeping the same qualities. But do you see the state of our world today? It's not perfect. It's, no. And it's been led by men like throughout all of history. And look where it's gone. So 
you're, you know, we're talking about. Re- you would think, you know, him being a gay man, he would understand. And, you know, sometimes I could be wrong about this, but let me let me be honest about myself. Sometimes to not be seen as that stereotypical queer person, I feel a way about things going out of certain boxes, too. Like, because sometimes it's like that pressure of sometimes I find myself blaming other queer people for how other people are viewing us because of other queer people's ways of thinking to me sometimes is outside of my binary self. But sometimes I have to think, like, who am I? Like, I'm a whole transgender man. And for me to get upset at something that I don't quite get and vice versa, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it just comes down to respect. It's it's bullshit when people stereotype us. So sometimes some people don't want to be seen as a stereotype so much. So sometimes it's like that 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 strive to be different. I ain't, I ain't saying he ain't doing that, but I see this so much. I get it. I get it redesigning what it means to be a man so what do you want to bring to traditional men i think it's embracing that you can be vulnerable i think that a lot of men want to portray strength 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 but men are people and i know that men have feelings being a man and masculinity those are two different things and i believe that we can redefine whatever that means to anybody by including other types of men or other types of masculinity. I myself am a father, I have a child. Some people would disagree with me being a father because I am transgender. There's proper ways to be vulnerable, right? You don't have to break down in front of your family and cry. Maybe you've never been in love like I've been in love. And maybe you've never felt the things that I felt. It's okay to suffer silence as well. Strong men, I believe, exude the qualities that you guys are referring to. I think the problem is overcorrection, right? Some people believe that men need to cry and lay on the ground and be feminine like women. My name is Brandon. I'm 34. Y'all get it. Y'all know how ridiculous that sounds. I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> and I cried. I cried. Oh, 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 34 years old, and I'm a conservative man. I had a lot of curiosities about what it's like to be a person who believes that they're a trans man. You know, I feel like God has created all of us very uniquely. And although I have beliefs and I follow the Bible to the T, I still want to know from other people what their experiences are. doesn't mean I have to agree, but I really want to know. If he's saying he follows the Bible as far as behavior, perfect like Christ, never. Like where you follow it, where you have no faults, you follow it to where it's to the T. What do you mean by you follow it to the T? I just, I'm curious about that. That can mean a lot of things, so I'm not going to assume. Or you mean you strive to follow it. You strive to follow it to a T. I have male privilege. I've lived both lives, and I can tell you firsthand that it does exist. I am taken much more seriously in my career since I transitioned as a man. Prior to transitioning, Interesting. All the trans men went up there and said they have male privilege. I would work 
just as hard, if not harder, for the same position and not be considered. The minute that I transition, I am immediately taken more seriously. I, I think the word privilege is the thing that turns a lot of people off with right. this conversation. But that being said, again, myself living my life as a female, pretty much half my life, and then now half my life as a man, there is no way I could not be honest about the fact that my life has changed drastically. Also being a white man, that's also a conversation a lot of people don't want to have. But I have privilege of being white and privilege also of being a man now. I can walk into any room and command that room in a heartbeat because people People just do that with men. And I think the thing is that biological men are born into that space, so they'll never ever see it. Why do we now, as women who have become men, get to have this thing? It's 100% because we are men. We look like men. Nobody would ever know. No one would ever know that no. we used to be women. So, so it's actually a real lived experience. I agree with Buck. Yes, 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 yes. The word male and, you know, that's where it gets tricky because it's like to start out with. No, 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 no. But now if I'm passable and regardless of what you believe in the real world, they're going to treat me like a man. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of things that I don't like about being perceived as male. Some people believe that trans men, some trans men want to be passable so that we can blend in. So we don't have to deal with the sexism and the the violence. So I agree with a lot of what you all are saying as far as like transitioning. Um, but as a black man. Privilege looks way different for me because if I'm walking down the street, then I'm seen as a threat by police, by women, by anybody else. Being seen as a man is where my privilege stops and where everything else begins. So I don't see it as privilege. I got a lot to say about this topic here. <laughs> First of all, I mean, we have to be transparent and honest with each other. You know, I think that not everybody on this side presents 100% like a man. Like if I, if I saw you in the streets, I wouldn't think you were a man. You know, men have it really hard in this world, and they've always had it hard in this world. The wars have been fought by men. They've died in a hundred... Damn. He tried to put him in his place. I don't know how to explain it, but it's been done to me. Where after you know you look for certain qualities, you, your hands, your... your um. Your 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 face, how small you are, your voice, your this, your this, yeah. It's kind of like let me put you in your place real quick. It's kind of how I feel, you know what I'm saying? Because he could have kept that to himself, but he chose not to. And now the dude looking like damn, he kind of feeling it. Kind of threw him off, like yeah, damn. So thousand men commit suicide more. Men work more to dangerous jobs. You know, if somebody broke in this place right now, who are they going to expect to defend? Everybody in here is going to be the men. You know, I just want people to understand it. There's, 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 there's some advantages that men have, and then also men do struggle in custody and all kinds of different oh, no, things. No, 100%. I 100% agree with you as a man now, right? But I think my perception of it is different than yours because you were born male, you were raised male, you have a whole other space in that, and I totally respect your opinion on that, and I believe that that is a true lived experience as a born man. Yeah, and let me add with the black man because yeah. we have a different, a total different reality in that. 
I don't, in, in no way, form or fashion do I go into a room and I feel like I'm less than. I think I command presence when I go into a room because the way I'm dressed and I'm tall. I go in the streets, I've never had a person cross the street. I've never been attacked by a police officer. I was a police officer. You know, I've been pulled over probably three times in, in my entire life. Boy, if you don't get- there's not really a way to quantify it. It's very subjective. Um, so like your version of male privilege and your version of male privilege are very different. So it's, it's hard to see the other side because you've never lived it. Yeah. The difference between you and us is we see it because we've right. lived it. You have not. So it's easy to speak and be like, well, it doesn't exist. But, well, how would you know? Well, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I, I think everybody has certain privileges. But what I think the question here is what defines male privilege over women? Because women have privileges too. Right. So is there a graph that it's, you guys are calculating to make men have more than women or what? The privilege is not exactly. I would have asked him, well, what privileges do women have? I really want to know. I can see why a gay man will feel like women have certain privileges. I kind of understand where this is going. Because, like, for instance, as a light-skinned, bright-skinned transgender guy will have more privilege than a dark-skinned transgender guy. A white, rich trans woman like Caitlyn Jenner will have more privilege than me. You know what I'm saying? Privilege is tricky because race and sex and class, all those things determine privilege. So you have all these intersecting identities. That's where it gets tricky because this gay cisgender man, even though he's white, will likely have less privilege of a white straight man. This light-skinned cisgender guy him being tall, I'm sure, does play part. And being an ex-police officer, I'm sure, does play a part. Like, cause they can look up your plates before they pull you over and see who you are. Like, Acknowledging what you have, that comes so easy. So do you think that your fear, because you live both sides, right. do you think your fear is something that you have in your mind or you think no. it's a reality? Because, no. No, let me say this, you never, you never really change as a person. You're the same person mm-hmm. right, that you exactly. were. So you have the same physical capabilities that you did no. when you were a woman. No, not, no. You, you don't? My, no, my strength is entirely different after well, I, I, well, What hormones. percentage would you say? Uh, uh, more than 100%. <laughs> okay. I weigh so, like you still 100 know, pounds, but you, you now still like know, You're still not probably as strong as me. But it's not about strength. It's that or, women are targeted. Men are not targeted. I mean, maybe sometimes. I'm not saying it's never going to happen. They're targeted by other men. And he may not be as strong as you, but he going to be a man. There's some trans men that are bodybuilders that just might be a little stronger than you. <laughs> right, right. But women are targeted by, by other men. I think women have less of a safe space. That's I disagree. Men, men don't have a safe space. If you go to certain but I'm talking cities, about they specific, get murdered okay, by Okay, but I'm not talking about certain cities. I'm talking so about women. everyday life. Yeah, everyday life. I think it's a, that's a blanket statement. Have you ever been, have you been attacked as a woman? Been, I have. I have been, <laughs> I've been raped. I've been attacked. I've been, I can go on and on and on. I was homeless, living in the streets, raped all the time. It, it happens. It's a real thing. Yeah. I didn't see the guys on the street getting raped. But, you but go, men do get raped. One hundred percent. But the experience of mm-hmm. do you get catcalled down the street? Like I mean, women happen? women say things to me when I was but a police officer. Do you feel, officer, do you, do you feel threatened? Them. You feel empowered though, right? You, no, you, I don't feel empowered. I feel that that's disgusting. But do you feel scared? Do you feel threatened when a woman catcalls you? No, I don't. But okay, I don't feel then. I don't feel threatened if a man right. 
tried to challenge. Because you have that male privilege. Right. As a woman, no, no. What if a man was whistling at you when you were walking down the street? I've had it happen to me. I had gay men whistle to me. How does that make you feel? I don't care. Okay, cool. I mean, as long as you don't touch me, we cool. You may think I'm attractive. That's fine. That's cool. I get it. I think women will say the same thing as long as you're not like trying to be predatory. And I've seen it because I go to clubs with my friends who are girls and I have to tell the men to literally leave them alone because they keep going and they're predatory and they're literally scouting out for women that are drunk or whatever, not even drunk. She could say no a thousand times and they're still going to bother her. But the minute that I say something, they stop. Women are not as strong as men and they get targeted. Sure, yes, that is a privilege that men have over women, but that doesn't mean that men have privilege because of that one situation. Men commit suicide way more than women do. Why, because why because if we're going to go that route, trans men commit suicide I twice, no, twice right, the rate. But that's not I, I think what's important here is to distinguish the fact that, yes, no one is negating the fact that women need to get preyed on. You know, there, there's situations where, where this happens, right? Like, right. no one's going to deny that. Yeah. But we're also just trying to say that th it's not like a one-sided coin here, no, where there's no, no perv no. like, men are just, you know, we just have it good and we can do whatever no, we want. Not, I do we can't, not we can't even true. We can't even be the next Supreme Court justice. Cause we're just, you know, it's like, <laughs> but, you know, I, again, I live as a man, so I see the difference. Now. Yeah. I, when I said yes. I have privilege and I walk into a room, of course, but then there's other things that are expected of me now as a man that I would never knew were expected. So would of you me. guys agree that women, that there's such thing as female privilege? Oh, Absolutely. sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. My, my wife has privilege because she has me. That's right. So <laughs> she don't have to worry about her right safety on. because I'm there. I don't believe that as a, I mean, as a man, it's like, you know, there's marketing for women-owned brands. I can't like... It's just, oh, it's so much. It's so much. It's frustrating me almost. <laughs> Listen. This conversation, I feel like, needs to be one of those that is kind of revolved around statistics. Um, that data will really kind of shine a light as to why men have an advantage of society, because that's what privilege is, right? Based off of a society that has had a hierarchy based of class, sexism, skin color, um, racism, there will be stepping stones as to who gets the advantage over who. Um, the top of the food chain, if we're going to be honest, is it, certain families, certain classes of families. Then you add into the equation that they're white. Then you might add into the equation they marry only to specific families, only to specific um, classes, only specific bloodlines. And then you see a society where anything outside of that is not at the top, right? So that's where the advantages come in as to the closer you are to that at the top of the totem pole, the more advantages you will get, the easier it is for you to move up, the easier it is for you to do certain things and have certain positions of power. That's where the advantage and privileges come from. It's not about the day to day, normal working class people. That is not who determines the top of the totem pole. That is not who's at the top of the totem pole. So a lot of these people wouldn't even understand what it feels like to be at that very top. But you see the black men and the cisgender gay men, the ones who are the most vocal, the ones that are most likely climbing towards being seen for their manhood, climbing to see be seen as non-stereotypical climbing to be seen as a man a gay cisgender men and black men
do often get their manhood in question. I understand the fight for it because as a trans man, sometimes I feel the need to fight for my manhood in society because of whose position at the top of the totem pole. I can't, like I said, I can't be the next Supreme Court Justice. Like it's, women are very much more empowered today, which I think is, I don't have no problem with it. I mean, like, good for you. But um, I, I think that the man I am, I probably have privilege because I'm, you know, six foot two ten. Like, I'm, no one's uh, picking on me when I walk down the street. You know, I used to live in Chicago, and uh, I used to walk home all the time at night. But, like, was that smart? Probably not. But I felt a little safe because, you know, I'm not five foot 100 pounds. I'm Max. I'm 29, and I'm a... <laughs> it's so much. It's so much. It's so much. I don't know how to explain it. A lot of men do this where it's like, I don't deal with that because she nigga see me as a man. Fuck what you heard. Motherfuckers don't know not to test me. She. That's kind of like what that is, except for the white version. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I see it so much. Like, it's kind of like that thing where it's like poking out your chest. You know what I'm saying? I'm six foot five, six foot two ten. Huh. I don't get bothered, and I wish somebody would. I was walking in Chicago. I'm him. <laughs> hey, but I caught that. He was trying to put him in his place. Like, I see why you feel unsafe because you're five foot, 100 pounds. Shit. Want and be as successful or strong or as big of a leader as they choose. So I'm just wondering in a, in a society that is so seemingly level, more level than ever before, why are we transitioning to different genders to, to find and what are we looking for? Biology determines gender. I ain't surprised Buck went up there. So, um, <laughs> sex and gender, people try to argue that they're different, but sex and gender actually go hand to hand. And our biology, being a man, comes down to every fiber within our body. So whether that be DNA, chromosomes, um, testosterone levels, uh, bone density, um, there's a whole bunch of different factors that go into it, and it all has to do with biology. So biology, I 100% believe in biology. Today we don't, we talk about biology being a social construct. I disagree with that as a transgender person. I was born biologically female. I always acknowledge that, and today I live as a male. Now that being said, sex and gender, they are trying to separate those things. Gender can be, I've chosen my gender, as you see. Nobody would, I think, probably understand that I used to be a female. Now, many people do, like you just said, believe that sex and gender are one thing and you can never change those. I'm not trying to change anything. I'm trying to show the world that this is how I feel by presenting the outside. But I think denying biology is where we get into a lot of problems. If you want to be you know, seen as a man, then like, right on. who are you to? I, I don't care. I mean, you do you, whatever makes you happy. But I think like we get, it becomes a slippery slope. It's like, how are we going to deny basic human facts. What's interesting is the conversation of these men versus the women, they have a sort of unbotheredness. And I think because they know deep down that this don't affect them, they see these trans men as most likely women at the end of the day. I don't like to put words in people's mouths, but based off of what I'm seeing, they have a level of unbotheredness because they don't feel threatened by these trans men versus the women. They felt more threatened because they don't want their spaces to be invalidated because they know we live in a sexist and misogynistic society. 
so these men seem like they have a level of well i don't care do do what you want to do shit all i know is you ain't me like there's two i think that causes problems and it causes problems for me yeah because the minute i start denying your biology now you feel attacked by me and i don't want you to feel attacked by me i never want you to feel i want to be a part of if that makes sense you don't have to agree with my choice of how i live my life but all i ask for is respect what do you have on your driver license and your birth certificate right right. so so that being said i transitioned to live as a man 29 years ago so that was way before you see any of this stuff and i had to acknowledge my biology right that being said my License, I've traveled the world. It has to say male. Can you imagine if I showed up at the, at the, the airport? They're like, female? <laughs> Dude, there's something going on here. But I actually got my, my birth certificate changed to male. I was the first person to do that here in Los Angeles. But that being said, I kind of think that it might have been a mistake to do that now, looking forward today, because I never thought we would be having this conversation. I'm glad you said that because I love that people can express themselves. We live in America. It doesn't matter what I believe, what my religion is. I, I love that people can live their best life. I would never, ever in my life protest or, or try to go against a person who wants to identify. The problem is, it's when you begin to try to change language and you begin to try to change reality. And then, then therefore, it changes on the children. And all of that becomes problematic. If a person says, okay, I acknowledge I'm born as a man or a woman, but I want to identify as this. Cool. I respect that. And even if I didn't want to see it that way, and some people may be a little more ambiguous, I wouldn't never disrespect you. I'll call you by your name. That's right. Whatever name that you want to be associated with, I'll, I'll do that. And I, and I think if everybody in the country can get on that same page, I think we'll see less division. I've noticed in a lot of the trans individuals that I've met, the older generation who had it a lot harder in society to be accepted is a lot more willing to have the conversation. We didn't have social media. I didn't have cell phones. I didn't have computers when I transitioned. This is how you build bridges. I'm Buck, I'm 59 years old, and I'm a trans man. Because I'm an elder trans man now, and there's a much newer generation, there's a definite space where I have a different way of being than the younger generation, and why I tend to call myself a transsexual man. And I believe in biology, I believe in binary, so it really does not necessarily align with the new thought process that is happening with the newer generation. If I'm going to be honest, I call myself a transsexual man specifically as well, because trans being this kind of umbrella now, I specifically medically transitioned to present as a man, live life as a man, um, and be seen as that. You know what I'm saying? With trans folks, biology does change. Our bone density does change. Our muscle structure does change. Our testosterone levels do change. So biologically, we do change. Anatomically, now that's where surgeries come into play. So when, when we're talking about biology and gender that, that can't be changed, our biology absolutely and concretely changes. Not the yeah. DNA. But our, our bio- DNA does not change. Yeah, right. DNA is not going to change okay. for anyone. So you acknowledge there's a biological difference between males and... You know, I love how everybody becomes geneticists when it comes to this topic all of a sudden. DNA can change based off of a lot of things. Based off of food, based off of what you put into your body. Chromosomes don't change. No, 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 no. And I think that's what they're trying to get at. DNA changes and alters in ways... As we age, of course, they modify DNA itself without actually changing the genetic sequence itself. Our body acquires billions and trillions of different mutations every day. Let's say 
there's no difference. Like a female, like I could look like a girl, not have any testosterone, but I'm still a male. Some people are male, some people are, are female, chromosomally. But when we start to take testosterone, our bodies do biologically change. Right. But what about okay. trans men who don't take testosterone? Then their bodies don't biologically change. That means then they're change. biologically still female, right? Well, that, that, and gender in itself is something we get to choose. Okay. That's right. Just like you said. That's well, right. in, your, right. in your life, you get to choose. Not, you right. don't get to choose it for the world, but you get no, to choose you, it for the world. No, I get to choose right. my gender because I've been on testosterone for 10 years, okay, going on 11 years. But there's some uh, some anatomy that will never change. That's right. Right? I mean, you're gonna, you, 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 you still have ovaries. You still have, yes. you know, the female reproductive system. You yes. said that you had a child. Yes, I, I've given birth. I no longer have female reproductive organs. Right, right, but you, you had that. You will never get male productive organs. Now, when you think about it, the male and female productive organs are similar and they're nearly the same. They're different. They're different in size. Even if, okay, biologically. And they're different different in functionality too. Not necessarily because the testes and the ovaries are are very much similar. One is a, one is a, uh, an egg, one. They're similar, they're not the same. But I can, but I, but I never can produce sperm. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And and they can never produce ova. And you guys are, saying that gender is like a social construct, is that what you're saying too, that you could change it? But also, if you want to be technical about it, age is a social construct, your ethnicity and race is a social construct, and I'm Hispanic. I can't say I'm Chinese, because I like Chinese food. I could, I could bleach my <laughs> no. skin all I want, I could sure, wear Chinese that's, clothes. No, race Chinese. is not, how, how is ethnicity going to be a construct? There's all social constructs. So how how, how if exactly? Up, if you look up, is race a social construct? Ethnicity a social construct? Is time a social construct? Right. Everything's a social construct, if you want to think about it that way. But we have set truths, and we can't change those truths. If you want to say you're a trans man, that means you're a biological female that thinks that no, you're a male. No, I am a, I am a biological male. I'm an anatomically Anatomically, See, he's have different I'm still of it than, right. And I think it's so, really important that right. you understand and, and, we're all going to And it's anatomic, views. okay? Yeah. Because biologically, he's saying biologically, on some level, things have shifted. So I'm biologically male now. I'm never going to think that way. And that's just me. I will never call myself a biological male ever, ever, ever. And like Buck is saying, we that's something we're going to disagree with, but we all think differently. I'm interested to see like what they will find when they're studying transgender skeletons and will there be a difference when if I were to die and they find my bones somewhere will there be any difference there where they're like oh this is this is a male there's actual different bone structure like and that's how they determine on a skeletal level what's female what's male you know what I'm saying? And they, they study the DNA and the hair and, you know what I'm saying, different things. Testosterone is just a hormone. You know what I'm saying? It's just a hormone. It may do a lot of things differently where it shifts some things. and You know what I'm saying? But I want to see what the results say on paper. Biologically, I have shifted. Okay? Trans meaning going from one to the next. Biologically and all these things. I know that there's importance for you guys, but meeting me, you're seeing me. So why is it important? Well, no, because like, no, no, like, no, just, just, just say if I was a woman. Just say if I was a woman and I wanted to date you. What does this what have to do me? with I anything? I'm telling you that I'm trans. What do you yeah, mean? No, no, I'm saying you can't tell me that you're a man. I mean, I'm still a man. No, no, but, but you got to tell me. Man. You got to tell me that you were born a woman. You have I to. I mean, I don't have to. Well, because if I if I go down, if I, if I if I if I see right. in your pants, right. I'm going to see something different, and that's, that, that will be troubling to me right, if but, I had an expectation. But again, this is like leading off the topic, but I mean, to answer your question, if you must know, I do tell the person that I'm talking to or interested that It I'm is off the topic. I don't think that you need it to, you know, you don't need a penis to be a man. I know that you may disagree, which is fine, like I get it, but I don't want one. Now, I have a question for you, all of you. Do your penises make you men? 
Is that what makes well, you? Well, I said it's being a man's ingrained within every part of your body. So our cells, our, right. our but, penis too. But if, but you, if, if, you had to, if you had to look at the difference between us and between you, now would that difference be the lack of a penis? If, you, if we were naked. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is getting a little kinky. That's that bisexuality in me. I'm having visions now. All right. But anyways, let's move the fuck on. I, man, I don't know how this conversation shifted from this to this. I don't even want to address certain shit because it's like, why did this go here? So if we're gonna if we're gonna minimize being a man to that particular anatomy, I've got we didn't minimize. No, no, no. I'm 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 asking the question. Okay, if we minimize it because this is where we're going is anatomy, right? Because that's that's where we've gotten. Our basic biology. Okay. So if we get there, so do your penises make you more men than us? It's part it, of it's what. It's not does. making more or less. It's we're a, we're a biologically man. You're not a biological man. It's not a spectrum, it's so it's not, it's not a question that we can answer because you're saying on the spectrum, would this make us more of a man than you? But no, it's because we are a man and you guys aren't. Well, we're different. So, so we're not men we're is, is, what you, is exactly what you just in, said. In my view, you guys are appropriating the gender and you are living as a man, but biologically you are not a man. So to me, it's not, you can't say, okay, well, what make, does that make us more of a man? That's not even appropriating the gender ooh wee ooh wee every man think it this burden is the heaviest every man think it this burden is the heaviest who feels it knows it lord who feels it knows it lord hey Listen, he said you're appropriating the gender. And this is a cisgender gay man. I want to say some ignorant shit, but I'm not going to say it. Hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. Hold your peace and let the Lord fight. Hold your peace. I want to say some ignorant shit. But I'm not going to say it. Question to ask because you're not a biological man. When it comes down to asking questions that make me start to change what the truth is and what the truth isn't, putting it on a spectrum when it's an objective truth, that's where I draw the line. What's the biggest problem with what he said? It doesn't make, you, it doesn't make what you feel any different. The biological truth is the truth. And why can't that be the truth? And you also say, but I feel like on the inside that I'm a man and I'm going to present that way. The argument is that people try to invalidate who we are with that. I'm not saying that you guys are doing that, but a lot of society and the world does mm -hmm. that. Well, biologically, you're female. What hurts trans people that people don't realize what they're doing is it's very harmful. You gotta be aware of what you're saying, what you're putting out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I would, and that's why I think we all agree. We would never try to offend you or anything like that. To be honest, if I saw any one of you in the streets, I, yeah, I don't care. It, it's not gonna bother me that you wanna, right. I would know unless I pulled your pants down or something. Right. Why? Do you feel like you have to present the way you do? Unless I pulled your pants down or something. Damn. It's so cringy because it's men that do this shit. It's people that do this shit. Like the story of Brandon Tina. That was his story where it's like, I'm going to pull down your pants. So it's just like, it's fucking cringy. You know, facial uh, hair. Could you, could you right. be a man 
without having facial hair? I mean, yeah. Because I, you feel like you're a man. Um, I'm in the early stages of testosterone. I haven't hit one year yet. But personally for me, you know, I crave, you know, having a full-on beard. Like, it does make me feel more dysphoric. It makes me, like, feel like, oh, that's just how, this is how I presented before transitioning. Do you feel like it's something that has gone wrong at birth. Like, you know, um, you're born and you say, well, genetics and evolution says right. this. Why do I feel like this yeah, yet I, mean, I have I this? think questioning it was something that I always wondered because sometimes when people say like, oh, like it was a choice, which I hear a lot on the other side all the time. Like it was a choice. I was legit born this way. Like I could remember from, I think four or five years old where like I didn't feel like a girl, you know what I mean? And I, I can't tell you why that happened. It was just my path yeah. in this life. And it's something that I honored and, you know, it was really hard for me to continue living, especially when puberty hit, you know, like time of month comes in, obviously that and changes like, and that was the biggest thing for me where I knew that like, okay, I can't do this. It's like, you're not in your own home. Children should be allowed to transition. Well, I was going to say, I find it very interesting that you and I are the only ones that stepped up, especially since we're younger and you should allow children to feel what they feel because I felt the way that I felt for as long as I can remember, and it's something that I cannot deny. Yeah. You know, although my mother is supportive, when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to wear boys' clothes because that wasn't right. Now, I know we're talking about transitioning. It doesn't always have to be hormones. It's like transitioning in society, so being able to dress more masculine. Yeah. Um, I did when I was younger, but as I got into middle school, kids change, people are mean, so, yeah. you know, I dressed how I would in society, so I dress like a girl, whatever, but I think that children should be allowed to express themselves in whatever way makes them feel comfortable. Yeah. Kids are struggling to be who they are and there's more rates of suicide for trans individuals because they're, like, there's literally being laws put in place to prevent them from being who they are and that's, that's not right, that's not right. Okay, so I work with children. This is where I have like the biggest problem with the trans stuff is with the children because they, people, like I'm sure you guys would agree, you want to inject them with the hormones to stop their puberty, their normal puberty. They haven't even developed the prefrontal cortex yet and you want to stop their natural puberty from occurring to affirm their gender and then later on they regret it. I think that's um, not a good thing. See, that's why this is a loaded question because transition can mean many things for children. Now, I totally, as a transsexual person, disagree with giving children hormone blockers, medication, surgery, but what I do agree with is socially transitioning, which means why, because I did that, okay, and I did that in the 60s and 70s. My parents dressed me like fuck, I was a boy, you know, I didn't have any problems because I just lived, we used to call it a tomboy, right? So that was totally, uh, and I went through puberty and I did all the things. I do not believe children can make those choices and I do not believe it's okay and ethical for a parent to make those choices for a child. But I do believe gender dysphoria exists in children. I had it, 100% it's there. But to give medication to a child, so unethical to me that you would actually, you're, exactly what you said, you're stunting brain growth, you're stunting all of these things, they don't have enough research on it. So I'm in agreement with transitioning medically for children is not okay for me, but I do believe in a social space. When you say a social transition, mm -hmm. it's interesting to me because 
we can't control what happens in a social situation. That's right. That's right. So to me, and we talk about suicide rates mm -hmm. among young trans people, mm -hmm. this whole ideology is telling people to derive their value off of what somebody else is saying about them That's or what right. somebody else affirms to them. So we, we'd say that you know, society is the problem and we're not allowing people to be who they are and that's why they're committing suicide, but maybe it has to do with the messaging that we're sending to these kids, that you derive your value from if somebody uses your correct pronoun or you derive your value if, you can, if this person accepts you for wearing a dress, be who you are, but tell them to be empowered about it and not get that empowerment from somebody else. That's right. I feel like that's really kind of inconsiderate to say that someone would take their life because what someone else says. To somebody that is important. To somebody I know have friends who their family does not use their correct pronouns and they've transitioned and they live in the same household. This person struggles with depression and anxiety. Could you imagine living in an environment like that where you're no longer yeah, validated? Not, That's coming from your own parents. But, val yeah. but if you base your validation off of other people, this is a hard truth, but if your sole validation no, you definitely have to do, listen, is based I, I could give people, a shit and, when things about me. I do what I want. But for everyone, that's not the case because everybody has different personalities. Right, but that doesn't make it any. That doesn't mean that. But it's still. We but what you're not acknowledging, listen, what you're not acknowledging though, is that in that environment, it is not supported. I'm acknowledging that. Okay. I'm just saying that we're saying that for some reason, it, they should look for that validation from somebody when else. When you love than somebody, find it within. you have a family, you want them to. But you're focusing them. not on the individual. You're focusing on the people outside of that yeah, individual. Yeah, but the individual I'm focusing on empowering but, that individual. But part of you're, being a person is needing to be validated. You don't need to be validated ever in your life. From your no. family or your friends? I never. get my validation from within, That's and then cool. the <laughs> right, <but we're> <laughs> I have a higher calling. My validation comes from within. Hey, that's how he feel. He feel like his he feel like his validation come from within. That's him. It, that's his opinion. You shouldn't. The social thing is a problem with me because. What are these kids getting their validation based off of pronouns? Just little measly pronouns. And there's some truth to that. You should get your validation from within and, you know, tune everybody else out. Fuck them if they don't fuck with it. They don't understand what it is to be me. Maybe he did have to dig in and find his own validation and affirm himself. Or maybe he didn't. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's how he coped with being cisgender and gay. Shit. If we're talking about children, okay, if we're talking, okay, I was an eight-year-old when I found out that I wasn't, I wasn't biologically male, right? I was eight when I found out that I wasn't the same as my brothers, okay? And so going through that process, I attempted suicide four times because my mother was like, well, you, you are a girl. When you're, when you're eight and you're 12 and you don't have anyone else that is in your space, when you don't have anyone else that lives in the same house as you to tell you you're okay. Where are you supposed to go? How are you supposed to garner your own self-validation if the people that are raising you don't validate who you are? As a father, you know, my duty is to raise my children the way I believe is right. And if my child somehow struggles with this, which is fine, we'll have that conversation, but I'm going to let it play out the way I believe it should be played out. And at 18 years old, you can do whatever you want to do. If you don't want to wear dresses, that's fine. I mean, just, I mean, just wearing it. If you, you want to dress like a boy, don't make you want to be a boy. Don't mean you have to be a boy. My mom was a tomboy and my mom had me and my brother and she's a woman, you know, and she lives like that. But you know, you may want to dress a little different. Maybe a boy want to do cheerleading or something like that, but that don't make, that don't mean you need to transition to something else. So I want that to play out until my child is old enough to make that decision on their own. Also, you have to 
teach your children to have balance. Because if you just want mommy and daddy to acquiesce to everything you want, oh, that's yeah. not yeah. reality. Yeah. You have to understand that mom and dad may not see me this way. They love me. Right. I see myself this way and I disagree with how they speak to me or how they're, but I love them as well. I love, like my son, if he said that he was, and I'm a Christian and I don't believe in homosexuality, I don't. I, don't. I respect anybody that feel that way. I never, you know, protest you at all. If my son came to- <laughs> He looked at the gay dude, he was like, yes. that's that totem pole I was talking about. Me, It would be a struggle for me to want to go to his wedding. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. But I think that my son should understand this is the way my dad feel. I love him. This is the way I feel. And we have mutual love. And they don't mean I hate you. They just mean we disagree. And I wish that same sentiment would be. And I think it, it's the same on this panel. Like, there is no hate in any of this. Right. I love every single person on this side. And we may think of. I know for a fact. My father would die for me. My mother would die for me. It will protect me. Will defend me. I might not always get validated. <laughs> Um, my pronouns might not be respected. I might not be respected as far as the gender thing. But as long as you respect me in other aspects and you try, you at least try. Or at least you just leave it alone. Even if you don't agree, you just leave it alone. I can respect that if I feel the love is there. You know what I'm saying? Everything don't need to revolve around my transition like my 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 self-worth don't have to revolve around my transition i'm other things you know what i'm saying my hidden talents are i could sing a little bit just a little bit testosterone threw that off but i i could sing a little bit you know what i'm saying i like to i like to slow down music i like i love to review weed and talk about weed i love to talk about cannabis i love to talk about its healing properties i love to travel you know what I'm saying? I could travel on my own. I have before. You know what I'm saying? I went to Egypt solo. You know what I'm saying? It's so many other things to me. I, I, I where I work, I'm a supervisor. I, I can, I can guide people. I can, I, I'm a natural leader. You know what I'm saying? There's so much things to me other than my transition. And if you even validate other things in my life, and you, but that's the one thing where you get caught up with because it's just so new to you and you knew me in my whole life, I'm not going to crucify you for that. That's just me. But if you always negative, everything I do is a negative response. Everything I say, there's a negative response or feel and you can't respect nothing. You don't fuck with me. And we can feel the difference. You know what I'm saying? I can feel the difference between when you respect me and there's certain things I can overlook depending on my respect and love for you. You know what I'm saying? My parents, I hold them to the highest regard. You know what I'm saying? There's more things I can overlook with them than anybody else in the world. There's more things I'll take from them than I'll take from anybody else in the world. And it's mutual. You know what I'm saying? So whether you can respect me in the household as far as pronouns, you know what I'm saying? That didn't kill me. You know what I'm saying? That didn't kill me. And everybody feel different. Make them feel pressure to where they going to feel shitty if they don't allow their kid to transition. Right? Don't put their kid on these hormone blockers that have evidence of making some people sterilize. And that's going backwards to me. We don't want to 
sterilize people and they're unknowingly being sterilized. That's going backwards. There's some places in some countries where you can't even change your gender marker till you sterilize yourself. That's not right. That's not right. There's other ways we can affirm our children. There's so many ways. Children will be affirmed by many different ways. There's so many creative ways to affirm children. They appreciate it, even the slightest. You know what I'm saying? That, that subject is very touchy because I don't believe in medically transitioned children. I don't. And, you know, some people feel like, well, there's exceptions. Well, where do we draw the line? You know what I'm saying? Most people in the trans community I know personally, they be like, nah, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not cool with children transitioning because I wish I would have waited to have kids before getting an orectomy or a hysterectomy or I regret that's the only thing I regret in life I've heard that from a trans elder a black trans elder don't go backwards you know what I'm saying don't go backwards differently but we love each other it can't be one-sided I am lucky I'm 41 and I'm a trans man one of my greatest fears as a trans man is my life being taken from me because I'm a trans man transitioning in a black neighborhood with gang members as neighbors, uh, they weren't having that. So the more that, that my body started to look a lot like theirs, um, I was challenged on a regular basis. I was beaten up because someone recognized me from prior to my transition and approached me and confronted me and called me a liar and told me I was a bitch. And I, out of safety, was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they cold cocked me and I lost the front tooth. See, man, see, see, that's why he don't feel that male privilege. Like, that shit is real. Like, where you at plays a big factor. Who you are, what your race is, how you present. You know what I'm saying? That's something. There, there's a totem pole to that shit. I grew up with a positive father figure. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think it, I think for me it's, it's surprising because I would believe that a woman who or a person who's born as a woman who now identifies as a man didn't have a positive role model as a man and therefore they felt somewhat insecure as a Damn. woman which makes them you know feel a certain way and want to be a certain different person maybe they want to be the man that their father never was or whatever the case may be and so it was very interesting i, I mean being honest it was interesting to see pretty much a majority of of you guys uh come forth that's so great. I think that's really important that you say that because I do think a lot of people probably feel that yes. way. Yes. Guys like me, right? That yes. I know somebody <clears throat> who father feels extremely guilty. Like a lot of parents feel like, where did I go wrong? If I had been this to you, if I had been po more of a positive role model to you, you wouldn't have done this. Where did I go wrong? If I would have kept you, I've been told like... I'm not going to say by who, but if I would have kept you, I feel like you wouldn't. Have, if I would have kept you more often, I feel like you wouldn't have done this. If I would have shown you what it, what it's like to be a woman, which is so insulting because I have a whole mother. And for you to insult me, insult my mother in front of my face, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you would have had a positive woman figure in your life, oh. Uh, Wow. If 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 you would have shown that femininity is a good thing, if you it seemed like you're trying to hide in plain sight so that you can you don't have to deal with being a woman, you know. It, it yeah.
That happens a lot, bro. That our fathers, are, we didn't have the right upbringing. Or what. My father was amazing. I grew up really like a little boy. I always felt like a little boy. My parents actually raised me. And I'm 59 years old. So that was in the 60s and the 70s when we didn't even talk about this kind of stuff. But my parents actually felt it from me. So I think that that's a misconception that people think about people like us. And I feel the same way about my father. And I think that that's something he don't like. He felt like he was a little too lenient. I don't like to speak for him, but based off the conversations we had and i love my father to death but what was truth is truth but he said he felt like he he might have been a little too lenient and would have had more of a firm hand you know what i'm saying not being as laxed and he don't even know how grateful i am for that and some people will feel like damn see you shouldn't have affirmed it that that's your fault because you if you shouldn't have been too lenient and so really you are you aren't a positive male role model and <clears throat> and it's just fucked up because rather no no either route you go whether you abusive or whether you affirming it's still gonna be like somewhere it's the parents fault it starts in the household and the the parent needs to have a firm hand and i had to let my dad know like bro you did a awesome job like you don't even know how much it means to me for you to affirm me in the smallest ways, like letting me wear a jersey. Like I remember right after church when I was tired of wearing all the feminine clothes, I immediately went and put on a, a basketball jersey. It was a Scottie Pimpin jersey when he played with the Rockets. And man, I still have that jersey to this day. To this day! I, I loved it. I loved that. I love that that was even loud. I love the little things like him buying me boots and buying me. But he still to this day will buy me a Adidas set. I, I had a Adidas set for my birthday and, you know, some slides and that shit. I always appreciate it. Even one year he's gotten me cologne. You know what I'm saying? Like. And I always tell him that's not a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? You see me. And, you know, he would even tell me, you know, there was little things I would ignore. You know, you push it deep down into you. You don't really want to believe it. But you saw me. And most parents can let you know. I saw something. I always knew something was different. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes some parents feel like, damn, where did I go wrong when I started to see it? You know? And it's not a bad thing when you see your kid. And you see that their innocence, you know what I'm saying? Because oftentimes I think I think about at my my innocent self, like what would my younger self want? And I have to stay focused on my younger self, like that that most innocent state of me and my frame of mind around things. And you can really look at your childhood and assess into how you became the person you are today and heal certain things or to do certain things for that younger self where you were the most innocent, you know? Any good father pushes their child to, one, be, you know, feel self-love and to feel like they can be who they want, do what they want, and, you know, have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Like our, like our founding fathers. And um, so, you know, it's fatherlessness or you know having a, a missing dad is one a pandemic on its own and, and it's one that obviously i'm sure brandon can attest to it's 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 oh 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 
I expected it, but I didn't think he would do it. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Not the, uh. Oh, you're a black man. I'm sure you understand what fatherlessness is. Damn. Damn, 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 damn. Even though he was one of them people that came up and say he had a positive. <laughs> damn. Damn. Um, I had several different father figures like in my life. So it wasn't, you know, I had a dad, but then I had my grandfather and I had my uncle. You know, it takes a village to raise a child, right? But all of those different perspectives raised me as a, as a well-rounded human. Like, you know, if we take the masculinity out of it, um, just as a human, I got to see different perspectives. And so now as a father that has given birth to a child and that child being a male, right, I'm able to raise him with those same ideals that that I'm able to, to identify because of the father figures that I had. I didn't have my father growing up. Um, he was not present in my life at all. So it showed me that some men can step up, like my grandfather and my stepfather who have taken me in and showed me how to take care of myself, how to be, you know, strong and dependable. And all I've been able to do is give more love to all people that I interact with. Right. So it was really important for me to have those I, figures. I think this is a, a really important thing to show people that are watching this because a lot of times I feel like we can blame any issues in society or anything that arises on the generation that came before us. So any issues that arise in our society, it's like it, there's not always a reason why it's happening. We just need to address the issue and solve it. I grew up with a lot of women. Um, my parents were divorced and I lived with my mom. I had my aunts. So I was raised by women, but um, my dad was there sometimes and then my stepdad took me in as his own, so I had my stepdad as a father figure. I grew up with all women as well. My mom used to tell me, I have to be your mom and your dad. So like, there'd be times where I got both. Like she was super sweet with me or really strict on me. And like, she taught me a lot as well. Like growing up with women, it taught me a lot of vulnerability. And when you were talking to you, I was like, I relate to you very well, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Jacob, I'm 27 years old and I'm a trans man. So the relation with my dad and how unsupportive he is has been a challenge for me, but it's something that I've learned to grow past. And I encourage everyone that even if you don't have a parent who is supportive to still be authentically yourself because your life is meant to be lived for you. And I think that choosing my happiness above all else has made my life that much better and I wouldn't change anything. Even though he wasn't supportive, I still wouldn't have him here. Listening to all your guys' points, I would definitely say, yeah, I did have a father figure. He was in the Marines and he has this very like toxic masculinity mindset, a lot of anger built up that I can definitely tell he suppressed, you know, in the Marines because that's what he was taught to do. That's what the Marines are about. He always carried that with him and I think that's what he tried to instill in me and my siblings at a very young age, which made it hard for me to be vulnerable with myself. And I just saw a lot of anger issues that were, you know, very violent sometimes. And since coming out um, as trans, I feel like he's been more willing to understand me more and trying to figure out who I am as a person. And because of that, I feel like our relationship has definitely got a lot stronger since then. Okay, I imagine how difficult it was to come home and then try to be vulnerable after suppressing so much pain and hurt for years. So it's good to hear that you know he's l learning and kind of evolving yeah, exactly. and opening up. That's something where you know you guys were talking about vulnerability, right? And it's like there's it's there's times when it's good to be hard. I don't show emotion as much as I'd like. So I don't know about you guys, but I always speak my mind. If I feel a certain way, I'll tell somebody, and that probably cost me a lot of relationships. But uh, 
that's just how I am. <laughs> so I don't think there's anything wrong. With, I know we talked about vulnerability, you know, a long time ago. I don't think there's anything wrong with being vulnerable. I think, like we said, there's times and places for it. Knowing when it's okay to be vulnerable and being self-aware of that, and then, you know, being strong when you need to, and and being um, sad, you know, when it's appropriate. But I, I certainly am not as vulnerable or not as emotional as probably I should, because just because it's not something that I always did growing up. But I, I don't feel like I have any real issues like suppressing. I just feel like I kind of right. get it out in other ways. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's great. You look at look at it like that because I believe for me, like my personal experiences, like because I was one, you know, to transition at a very young age, and my dad being in the military. Um, being a veteran, he would see me being vulnerable at times and he'd be like, well, don't you want to be a man? And that would make me feel like, oh, am I not supposed to be vulnerable anymore? Now <laughs> I've been told that before. I've been told, like, you want to be a man, right? Shit. Do what you got to do. It's like, to some degree, that is applicable, but sometimes, like, when it comes to emotions, it's like, this don't apply here. I feel what I feel. You know, my process of, you know, digesting emotions is by myself and I use that time to self-reflect so if I'm feeling angry or if I'm you know feeling really passionate about something or whatever the emotion is sometimes I pull back and I don't show that emotion because I'm reflecting on it and trying to understand why it's there so I think a lot of times people can think men aren't showing enough emotion but in reality they're just self-assessing why that emotion is there in order to see what it's what it's trying to teach us Right. I, th I think for, for my, when I was female, I was much more angry. I was just reactive, angry, like, Grr. and then as I became a man, I so, I cry more now as a man than I ever did as a woman. And I'm like, I think it's because I'm at peace with myself. And so before I was just so angry about being a woman and everyone calling me she and seeing a girl and I just be, and I was a fashion model. So that really just took it to a whole other level. And then once I became a man, it was like, whoa, I can actually relax. And I think I do the same thing. I self reflect on myself. I don't, I want to be this type of man that is more vulnerable and that is more uh, accessing my own emotions. Thank you, everyone. Right on. Thank you. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. The thing about this conversation versus the one with trans women versus conservative women, I noticed that with that conversation, there was more so a concern of um, their spaces being violated, um, safety, um, protection, uh, pronouns, kids, some similar stuff. But I feel like this conversation was a little more um, about opinion versus with the, the, the cis women. There was slight statistics being brought up. Um, this one is kind of like the cisgender men are like, I don't feel threatened by you. Um, I just know that I'm a man and <laughs> this is how I feel. There was a lot of slight uh, fucking microaggressions. Was I really impressed by the conversation? No. Um, it wasn't really something that kind of just opened my eyes. And, and the sad part about it is like the 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 having to kind of humanize themselves like as men like do you feel emotions or do you feel like you should express emotions more as more than you should and there, there was more things i maybe would have challenged them on um the one with the trans women versus conservative women was a little more interesting <laughs> it was a little more um i don't know i don't know
But yeah, there's a lot of times where I feel like certain people shy away from challenging men versus the other conversation. Everybody was challenged versus this one. It seemed like it seems like most men don't challenge other men because they know where it can go really easily. This conversation, I feel like for the most part, a lot of black hood men <laughs> would have unapologetically said how they felt and I would like to see more of these conversations where people come prepared like with statistics and um why they really feel how they feel and kind of going past the basic well I'm different than you and well no I don't feel that way there wasn't really much for me to say with this like it was a lot of moments where it's like, this is obviously ignorant. <laughs> like, do need I explain? If you're watching, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. If you're listening, I'm on YouTube. You can see the video version. And I hope y'all have a good one. Peace. You know what I'm talking about? Hold up.